Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Our first guest is Dr. Ken. I always stumble over your name. I am terribly sorry, Dr. <laughs> Kendalui Molopiani, postdoctoral researcher at the Center for the Exploration of the Deep Human Journey, uh, as opposed to uh, what we're doing this week or next. She has one of these extraordinary careers, and she's still young. She's done all these things. Uh, she's done her doctorate. She learned scuba diving so she could help explore the sunken former slave ship that was off the coast of South Africa a couple of years back. She's learned to slither through the the long, whatever that thing is, that tar- that horrible thing that's called <laughs> the, the Wonder Cave, the the deep the deep slither, I guess it is. And you know, the, the shoot. <laughs> the shoot. And then to, after having done all of that, getting to the face of, of the current excavation to start work, and then at the end of the day, turn around and come back. And uh, it's a delight to have you with us. I'm really pleased. And oh, and I almost left out. Uh, she has one of those wonderful awards from National Geographic as a, as a world-class young explorer which puts her in a very exclusive yes. company. Just, just a few, few people every year get, the, get that award, uh, get, the, get the medal, get the certificate, get the hat, and probably get the check too. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> there, are, there are so many benefits to being a National Geographic Explorer, um, and it's been wonderful. Now, tell me what it is you're working on now. What, what, what are we, why are we bothering to dig in this deep hole in the ground in the in the darkness uh, where no where nobody's been for hundreds of thousands of years, uh, why are we doing this? Yeah, uh, well, you know what? There's very good reason for for nobody to to go back or to to venture carelessly in caves because caves are actually quite dangerous, and they riddled all over the cradle of humankind, which is where a lot of our ancient human ancestor fossils come from. They're found in these cave systems. Some are very difficult to get to, such as Rising Star, quite a difficult site to work in, but really worthwhile. Having made the discovery, or being part of the team, they made the discovery of Homna Lady, um, which added more elements to our family tree. And also at this point, uh, the way that we used to understand human evolution was quite linear, correct? So you're moving from one creature to the other to the other. And then as paleoanthropologists and archaeologists, we we began to understand that, no, it's not linear. Evolution is not linear. It's more like a a tree with so many branches coming off from it. And then, you know, like a giant boxwood bush. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a giant bush, right? And then, you know, with, with more discoveries being made in Africa and in Asia, more um, ancient human ancestors are coming about. And then you realize actually it's not a tree, it's a braided stream, you know, with tributaries that end off, die off, and then merge into other uh, streams. So it, it shows the, the complex dynamics of uh, the ancient world and possibly many species existing at the same time. And, you know, by, by trying to understand this complex network, in some ways, we're understanding ourselves as modern humans. Um, why it is that we are? What, what do you mean by that? You know, it's, 
I think there, there are some things that we have inherited from our ancient ancestors, some instincts that are still there. And, you know, just by understanding that and understanding the environment in which we're in, we can better look after it and to sort of safeguard ourselves for the future because we're not doing a very good job at it, right? We're ex- completely exploiting it. And, you know, as modern homo sapiens, we're very good at survival. We managed to, uh, we're the only humanoids on the planet, right? It's only homo sapiens. There aren't any um, homo ladies or Australopithecus africanus around. Uh, probably because we killed we them all. Them out. Yeah, maybe we did take them out, you know, or maybe we just learned to adapt to the environment better than, than they did. So, you know, it's, it's these lessons that we need to learn to sort of save 100,000 years because we're only, as humans, we've only been around for maybe 300,000 years. And that's actually very young because, I mean, there are other species that have been for millions of years and we're only in the 100,000. All that much. I mean, the, the, uh, yeah. all, all kinds of things out there that they found their niche, they work it perfectly, and nothing takes them away from their job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's just about it. So, yeah, so, so that's, that's what I, I do for a living. I explore caves. Some are difficult, some are quite nice. Um, I'm just about to start my own expedition uh, next week, going to Gladysville Cave. Um, again, just looking for more fossils that will tell the story of humanity. And also just to um, highlight the fact that, you know, there are South Africans um, doing the work and we, we're good at it. I read somewhere that somewhere close to half of all the fossil remains of hominins, hominids are here in this country. And they're actually here within about 150 kilometers of where you and I are sitting. That is very true. That is very true. We are the home of the richest fossil site in the world. And that's why it's it's known as the cradle of humankind, uh, which is about what? 45 minutes, a 45 minute drive from Johannesburg and if from you move port. Quickly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I drive with great speed. Um, I left out one. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful landscape. When I introduced you, I left out one crucial aspect of, of you. You are the hero or the heroine in a comic book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, that's that's true. I, I am a superhero and her name is Bones. And the point is to make people interested in science or people who are interested in science not be awkward or embarrassed about it or or to feel um yeah, so so the, the point of it, super scientists, is to inspire children um to get interested in science, especially young black children because we're often not exposed to it. We're exposed to other things like um, being an influencer, being a doctor or something, and science doesn't come up. Um, So the whole point of it is if they see people that look like them, they can be whatever they want to be. We're going to talk more about how you became interested. This is The Deep Dive with Brooke Spector.
And we're back, and this is indeed Brooks Spector, and we're speaking with Dr. Kenilioe Molopiani, postdoctoral researcher for the Center for the Exploration of the Deep Human Journey. And we're talking about that deep human journey, but I want to turn a little bit toward your own human journey. How did you get to doing this kind of work and this kind of pleasure and this kind of excitement? What got you here? Wow, okay. You know, as many parents will, will tell their children, don't watch a lot of TV, you know, you're watching too many cartoons. That is actually how I started. Cartoons? I was watching cartoons, cartoons on a Saturday morning, uh, watching The Adventures of Tintin with my mom. And the first episode we watched was Cigars of the Pharaohs. And um, Tintin's not an archaeologist at all, right? He's a journalist, yeah. Yeah. but he's adventures and stories that he covers were very much linked to the ancient world or myths and legends and it was just that storytelling aspect that i really wanted uh, to get involved in and of course i didn't know what this career was called and you know fortunately for me my mom was there and she's like oh you want to be an archaeologist and i was seven years old at this time and i was like yes that is what i want to do could you say so since i was seven <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I couldn't say archaeologist until maybe I was like 11, 11, 10, after having trying to practice for so long. And all my English speeches in schools had some archaeology involved in it. I was always in the library reading, you know, books about Greek mythology and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, archaeology has been a part of my life for a very, very long time. To the point where I even, you know, started studying it at varsity as a major and just carried on through. But, you know, during during that academic journey, I learned that there's a lot that you can do with archaeology if you just broaden your skills a little bit. Um, so I started looking at human skeletons, getting involved in biological anthropology, which my PhD is in, um, and that's essentially the study of the human skeleton. So um, I, I learned how to read bones, um, read signals in bones that could tell you a lot about a person's life. I mentioned before, um, so, you know, I can excavate shipwrecks and that's been quite fantastic because learning that scuba diving skill set um, and being placed in very extreme situations led me to joining the Rising Star team in 2018, going into the Rising Star cave system, which is another extreme environment, but because I'm so used to handling um, that, I was the perfect candidate. Um, and I became one of the underground astronauts as we're known. And yeah, and that's, my journey has just been going on <laughs> since then. Last year, I became a National Geographic Emerging Explorer. So, that, that was also like a really nice badge of honor. And then this year, actually, uh, I'm no longer a postdoc researcher. I am a researcher now. <laughs> um, we, we've forgotten about the postdoc part now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know, during, during my postdoc, again, I was, I was working with Professor Lee Berger at the new fossil site, UW105. Um, and we're still trying to understand, you know, all the fossils that are coming out from that site. And, you know, and then <laughs> it seems like I can't stay away from adventure. I've taken on a new site, Gladys Bell. Um, and that's, that? 
So Gladysville is also in the Cradle of Humankind. Um, it's not too far off uh, from Stokefontein and Cormandry. Um, so it's, it's in the same area, it's quite isolated, and it's a really world famous, well, it should be world famous. It's a really prominent site in the Cradle. Um, it has been a home to or visited by Philip Tobias, uh, Raymond Bart, um, Professor Lee Berger. He actually made a discovery of two hominid teeth at Gladysville, and this was the first time in 47 years um, after Mrs. Place that human-like fossils were found in South Africa. Um, so again, that was bringing attention to South Africa after it, it had disappeared for a good number of time where it was thought that there's nothing in this country that contributed to the, the human journey. But back in 1992-93, that attention was brought back to say, actually, we do have a lot of stuff, um, especially in the cradle, that speak to humanity. I am told, and I, I went and checked, that this year is the 75th anniversary of the discovery of Mrs. Pless. And it's almost 100 years since the discovery of the town child. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, this, this year is, is something special, isn't it? Um, and now that I'm just about to, to start my own little adventure, I'm hoping that this year will also be another discovery of something new. Who knows? And the purpose of all this, I mean, let's assume for the sake of argument that you come up out of Glad uh, Gladysville Cave one afternoon with something rather special wrapped in a box or a bag or, you know, a cloth. Yeah. And you take it out and it is a skull, because the skulls tend to be the things that are saved the most, I understand. Yes. <laughs> it's a skull that upends everything else that we know. What do you do? What do I do then? Then I'll be stuck in a lab crying because I've just complicated everything. <laughs> um, you know, it's that that's the excitement that we're really looking for. We're looking to find something that will add another layer to the story of being human because um, it's not clear. It really isn't clear. And to be honest, I don't think it will ever be clear. We won't ever know our entire human lineage. We do know that we have a common ancestor. Um, and that's that's okay. But it, it would be nice to fill in the blanks of um, how it is that we became so modern, what it took. Um, so any new discoveries now are trying to answer those questions, not necessarily in what we look like and stuff like that but we're also looking at the paleo environment trying to understand what that was like and how we adapted um to the jungles or to the savannas of the landscape we're trying to understand ancient diseases as well because you know with covid we were reminded <laughs> that mm. we're not that immortal right um yeah. so you know that's also another knock us out yeah yeah, there, there are some that can knock us out and we're not as indestructible as we thought we were. So, you know, if we can also understand how our ancient ancestors dealt with that or didn't, um, that could make us be more prepared uh, for the future. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to any discoveries that we make either at Gladysville or UW 105. 
you know, paint a, a better, brighter picture um, for our human journey. But also it does give a, an opportunity to show the world that um, South Africans do have really good archaeologists and paleoanthropologists that can do the work. And we don't necessarily have to have international scientists come in um, and do the research uh, because we can train our own in-house and we should be world leaders in that. We have been talking with Dr. Kendaloy Malopiani. Uh, she's no longer a postdoctoral researcher. She's just a straightforward researcher uh, for the Center for the Exploration of the Deep Human Journey at the University of the Witwatersrand. And she is about to go off on her own journey at the Gladys Vale Cave to look for new things and hopefully upend all scientific knowledge about our human ancestors. It's a pleasure. It's always been, a, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. you. You have such extraordinary enthusiasm for what you do. We, we hope that you continue to encourage other people, especially young people, to take up this, uh, this adventure, to, to get involved, to understand it, and to learn from it. And yes. thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much, Brooks, for having me. It's always lovely to talk to you and to talk to everyone about what I do. And, you know, I, I really want people to get involved in, in archaeology or paleo. Just go out in your backyard and really get to know the earth and the world. <laughs> we'll talk soon. I'm sure we will. Thank you.